Hello, and welcome to Battery Bargains, a series from the Batteries Included podcast where we match up real people with the right electric vehicle for their particular situation. This is episode number seven. I'm Dominic Yoni, host of the YouTube channel Drive Electric with Dominic. I am joined today by Martin Lee from the EV News Daily podcast and Kyle Connor from Out of Spec Studios. Now, if you're looking for your own battery bargain, email us a couple of short paragraphs with Find My EV in the subject line and tell us about your use case and budget, and we'll see about featuring your case on an upcoming episode. All right, so let's kick off with our first case for today. You guys ready to spend someone else's money? Let's do this. All right. So just a note about today's episode. Uh, we've been featuring three emails for episode until now, but today one of our cases involves three EVs for three different children or adult children. So we're going to keep uh, to keep it to two emails for this particular episode. Oh, and to be transparent, we've paraphrased the emails a bit for length and clarity. So let's uh, kick it off with this first one. So Greg sent us this uh, email and says, uh, this is in regard to my three children who have or will be graduating college in the next two years and will be on the in the market for their own cars. They want EVs, but will be on a budget as they will have loans and be at entry level salaries for their fields. So case number one is a daughter, 23 years old, a teacher. She wants comfort. I own an ID4 and Bolt EUV, and she hates the Bolt seats. Loves the ID4 seats. Her budget will be under twenty-five thousand. It can be used or new. Uh, her commute is less than ten miles. She will occasionally make short trips under three hundred miles. Luxury is her middle name. All-wheel drive is not needed. What EVs have comfortable seats for my daughter? Martin, you have any uh, anything right off the top of your head? Actually, the seats in the BZ4X from the company that should not be named uh, are actually pretty good. Uh, the, really? Aria, the Aria seats in the Nissan are very good. It's not the world's greatest EV, but the seats are pretty good in that. Mm. Um, you've got to mention the Arnic 5 with whatever it's called. Is it like the zero gravity seats? They've given it a nickname, brand name thing that, you know, the full on recline. But we get the small battery Ionic 5 here. So you would get that for under 25 used um, whenever you come to buy this. But I don't think you get the small battery version. No, I don't think US. we do. No. So maybe under 25 is a little bit uh, ambitious on that one. ID4. Yeah, OK. I'm, you know, I wouldn't say the ID4 is the height of comfort and um, uh, uh, not so much luxury, but under 25, uh, there's going to be a few options used. Doesn't say when she wants to buy this, though. Right. Um, right. Yes. We'll be graduating. Her commute is yeah. less. Yeah. She's 23. I think she can, I think she's ready just about any time. Honestly, I've not sat in a stinker for a long time. I can't think of a car that I've driven in that I've gone, oh, these seats are just awful. Like modern cars are all pretty good. Right. Um, I'm guessing she's maybe of a more slight frame than I am, but they're the ones that I felt have, have been pretty nice recently. Yeah. I'm not sure. So they have a Bolt EUV, and that's so that would be the you know post refresh bolts, and those seats are a lot nicer than the than the first first uh, versions of the of the Bolt. Mm. Kyle's not not quite sh ready to commit on it's much nicer, <laughs> but I think they're I think they're nicer. The material is nicer. Uh, they're wider, but but anyway, she doesn't like them. So yeah, you have any suggestions right off the top, Kyle? You know, I've just been scrolling. Uh, you know, the the classifieds to see what kind of fits into that category. And, and as far as seats go, actually the most comfortable seat I've ever sat in 
for long distance driving is what's in my Tesla Model 3. And it's like that particular 2019 generation because they've changed them. And like I was just in Colton's car and it's not as good as my other, my older one. But that would fall into that category. The problem is she likes luxury and nothing else about the car is luxurious. So mm. the seats, amazing. The ride quality, ooh, not so good. Mm. Um, so, you know, I just, I don't know how much effort to put on the seats. And that's a very, personal preference thing that the nice thing with the id4 is you actually get a massage function and some other nice little things in there for the mid spec and up if you know in the u.s any id4 with powered seats uh has massage which is kind of cool they're not optioned that way anywhere else and um yeah i mean i'm I'm just thinking the the most comfortable she should get she could get would be like are we going to bring up another used Audi e-tron again? Um, would be uh -huh. a used e-tron because then you get all the luxury, all the comfort, and you know you're in the high twenties for a a non-prestige one. Uh, prestige models are putting you into the thirties, low thirties, but that would be the most comfortable for the money. But uh, you know, high running costs, used Audi things can happen. I don't know. I I think. Um, the bolt definitely isn't premium. The ID4 is much more premium than the bolt, just in the way that the suspension handle, all of these things. And I actually think the ID4, if she already likes that car, that's not a not a bad choice. Right. I, mean, I looked around cars.com and I couldn't find an ID4 below uh, below twenty five thousand dollars. But no, I they're did, not. I did find this. Now I don't know what's up with this particular vehicle. I'm pretty sure the ti the uh, the title is good. It hasn't been crashed. It's so a 2019 Audi e-tron premium plus with 80. Oh, that, there's the thing. 82,000 yeah, miles. miles. I would just spend a little bit more and go a lot less miles. Okay. It's, it's to get rid of that. Um, okay. My other choice, because she wouldn't like the luxury. So my other choice is also a bit of a, a high mileage situation, but, but less than that. Um, let me see if I can pull this up for y'all. Uh, so high mileage <laughs> share screen. 2014 Tesla Model S Performance with, with the worst possible seats known to man. Right, that's the problem. See? Can we actually <laughs> see this really quick? There was a small run okay. of Model yeah. S that had the Recaro Next Gen seats, and this is not one of them. Oh, okay. Those yeah, the, are worse the, than bolt seats. The original, right? The original Model S seats were not great. That's for sure. And these are the originals that still in 2014. Yep, those are the originals. You want to look for, you know, sort of nicer side bolstering. The Recaro next-gen seats are really great. But then again, like all these cars have gotten rattly and kind of creaky over time. Right. So, yeah, I mean, you'd be looking really at 2015, 2016. I think it was 2017 where they went to their third-generation seat. Um, so there was just a small one, one-and-a-half-year run of those Recaro next-gens that were really good, good seats. The suspension is going to be squishy, but then you're driving an old Model S, which doesn't charge that great. Going to have some problems, especially the first gen cars with the motor seals and the bearings all going. So, the, the you know, you get into used luxury car life and you just got to be prepared for service issues. Right. So I, I pulled up a, um, let's see if this is the right screen. So I pulled up some Model 3s. As well, because as you said, the, the, I, I really enjoy the seats in in mine. Uh, like, you, but like you said, it's also not like necessarily a a luxury car. But you know, I, I it's it feels like more luxury than say a Bolt. I gotta say, you know, and some of these are you know twenty three thousand dollars, twenty four thousand dollars, fifty two thousand, fifty three thousand miles. Or well, this one is really the the one. 
24,000 miles, $25,000, 2020 standard range plus, you know, I, that's, uh, it's right at the top of your budget, but it's, well, uh, keep in mind, use tax credit, right? Don't you get an additional four grand if you buy it at a dealer? That's true. That's true. So you, this could come down to $21,000 potentially. It's, I believe it's from a dealer. Yes. Um, and I believe the title was okay on it, but yeah, so there are some, there are some cars out there. I think that will fit that. Yes. Um, I don't know if there's anything else. I, I went through a lot of the cars and, you know, you could go Hyundai, um, whatchamacallit, Nero or no, Kia, Kia Nero, Hyundai Kona. There's a lot of those below $25,000 used. I'm not sure that she doesn't need all-wheel drive, but you know, luxury, I don't know. And I don't know how this, I don't think the seats are as nice. Like the, uh, the ID4, I, I really like the seats and just a, in, in combination with the suspension, it does feel quality. I'm not yeah, sure the, if the Kona, the Kona seats are not massaging, but they are heated and properly cooled as well. And, um, that's a good shout because the prices of those have dropped recently as well. So have a look at that. It's a, it's a small car. The Kona is a small car, which might suit you. And the top spec is it's all fully loaded and stuff. It's got the nice little bits and bobs. If you don't want the full EV experience, and actually the Blue Link app is pretty good on the Kona. Um, have a look at one of those. You might like it. You know, just one last wild card out there. If you really want luxury and, you know, if you want to stay on a budget, let's say between ten and $15,000, you could go for what I just bought, a used Mercedes B-Class electric. Um, yeah, some service things that, you know, of course, it's a used luxury car. But again, you're saving ten grand, and the seats were awesome. That was the first thing I noticed when I got in that car because I had never driven one. I sat down I'm like, whoa, this is so comfy and so nice. So, um, you know, that's that's a little bit of a wild card because it doesn't have fast charging, but it could work. Right. Well, most of her driving is like uh, 10 miles, I guess, her commute. But then she makes occasionally makes some trips, longer trips under 300 miles. So B-Class might be a little tricky with the AC charging only. But yeah, that should give you enough to get started with, you know, to see if there's what's out there. You know, you can look at the pictures and, you know, online and see if any of the interiors speak to you at all and, you know, take it from there. But let's move on to our next one. Uh, son, 21 years old, junior in college, six foot three. He will, will not be in the market uh, for a car until spring of 2025 when he graduates. So got a little bit of breathing time. Budget will probably be, probably be under 35,000. He currently drives my 2017 Nissan Rogue. Uh, legroom is key. The Rogue is probably the smallest he can fit in. Loves driving the Bolt when he is home. Will be more adventurous as he likes to go camping, hiking, and will be living in a more rural area with his major. Will make short, long trips under 300 miles. I will drive, probably important, used or new. So I guess we're looking for something under 35,000. Uh, I will drive with a decent charging or decent range in charging and can accommodate someone six foot three. Well, that's the thing. Uh, you know, I say legroom is really important, or the email says legroom is really important. Headroom is really important as well. Right. Um, and, you know, the tallest of all of us is easily Kyle. Um, so he knows better than most about EVs. But you, I would try and look for something that's a custom EV uh, platform or a chassis that was built around being an EV. Because otherwise, if you get an, a car that is, and you'll have to try these, uh, that is also a combustion platform and things like that, often they stuff the batteries where they can, and often that's, you know, underneath you in certain places. 
And um, and yeah, I, I would worry about headroom. The Mustang Mach-E headroom from memory is pretty good. Legroom is pretty good in that. Um, don't discount that because you can get decent all-wheel drive used ones now, and that might suit you. I think you sit pretty low, or, or at least the seat will go pretty low in the Mustang, I think, from yeah. memory. That's an option. Uh, Model Y. Oh, yeah? It's just, it's got the range, it's got the charging, much better charging than Mach-E, and they're all, you know, plenty of them under 35 grand. Right, under yeah, 35. That's a good shout. You've got, you got the headroom, you got the legroom, you got yeah, the Yeah, all-wheel drive. If you want a lift kit, they make those too. If you want a tow, you can get a tow hitch on them, and even if the car doesn't come with one, you can retrofit one approved by Tesla. Like, you can do all the outdoorsy stuff you need to do with this thing. Yeah, I would say that. I was also looking at the uh, ID4. It, they have one in their family, so he's familiar with it. He can decide how much he likes that. But um, but I've never actually, so I'm 6'2 and probably a little bit. I've never really experienced a, a leg, you know, issues in an electric, any any vehicle really in the last, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, besides, you know, like the odd ones like uh, the Twizy or, uh, and that was more the backseat. It's like the leg room and that is like the problem. But um, if you are going into the outdoors, think about any of those vehicle to load cars like the EGMP cars, because, again, like the Ionic 5, you've got that center console that moves around and that will give you a bit of more knee room and stuff like that. And then if you are going into the outdoorsy areas, you can even run a few bits and bobs off your cars. And again, the used ones might be they probably will be in your budget by now. They're probably the, che they're probably the cheapest cars with proper vehicle to load in the US. We've got some MGs yeah. and stuff over here. Like an Ionic 5 or EV6 all-wheel drive with the EV6, I think, came with the adapter. The Ionic 5 was an option for the US. It was like $600, really expensive. But I'm sure you can find them on eBay, the V2L adapters. And if you get a top spec one, they have an additional port underneath the rear seat or just where, where you like your knees go in the rear seat. And um, that might be the move because those charge really well. They have okay range, more than acceptable. Um, you know, maybe a little bit less than Model Y, but not by that much. And uh, yeah, they're they're pretty good all-wheel drive systems as well. You know, I just looked on on cars.com for a Hyundai Ionic 5 and they have zero. <laughs> that can't well, be right. you must not be looking at the right. I must have uh, done something wrong. All miles from my location used new Hyundai. And, new and used. I mean, I, if I put new and use, it'll bring up the new one. Can ones. you pull up the screen so everyone can uh, see that as well? Sure. I think I can. This is what I'm looking at. I must have something wrong here. There back. are 4,104 Ionic 5s on cars.com. Right. And the cheapest is 27,000. Uh, now, if we I just see. look at all-wheel drive. I, I found my problem. I had it price There's three thousand all-wheel drives. So okay. that's within budget. Yep, it's good. You can get an SEL all-wheel drive for high twenties, twenty nine, thirty. There you go. Yes. V2L. Oh, yeah. If you're going into if you're going into the uh, the, the outdoors, yeah, V two L it, and that'll be because you collect the cheapest car you can get with that built in. And and really, twenty seven thousand. If you can find like an actual deal like this, we have to check the titles and make sure they haven't been crashed or whatever. But uh, fifteen thousand miles. These, well, check Carfax too because minor right. accidents won't brand the title. Title. So make right. sure you you check Carfax and and a paint meter, of course, before you take delivery. Excuse me, a paint meter. Mm -hmm. You mean like check the depth of the paint? Yep. Okay. 
Uh, can you get those anywhere? I've never oh, yeah, Amazon, seen they're not that expensive. You just go around every panel and you start to notice anomalies because if it's like 10 mils, 11 mils, 8 mils, 9 mils, and then 30, you know that right. that panel's been painted. Ah, uh, right. Yeah, so this looks like all day, Hyundai Ionic 5s all day long here on the yeah, on that's a great. That might be the best option, actually. That's quieter yeah. than a Model Y, rides way nicer than a Model Y, mm-hmm. charges faster overall if you can get the the DC networks to, to go and uh, great all-wheel drive system. All right. Let's move along then. Son, 19, second year in college, could use a car within, could need a car within a year. He's currently driving my Bolt. He loves it, doesn't complain about the seats. His only requirement is that his car will be an EV. He will not buy a nice. Selling him my Bolt is an option, but he might want to go a different route. He does, lo- he does love sports cars. His budget could be higher if he wants to spend his hard-earned savings. So let's say forty thousand, uh, but might have to stay under the thirty thousand if he keeps his savings and is depending on depending on his employment. All-wheel drive is not important, used or new. What do you think, Martin? We don't get the ZS four Power X over here on our shores, but maybe you have another budget performance car in your mind. I mean, I, I, I'm sure there's a proportion of our viewers and listeners that roll their eyes and we say just buy a tesla but look if you're if you're a college student and there's every chance that this car may not be the most loved car in the world it may it may be used for what it is which is a machine and it's a car and you're gonna it's gonna get you about and you're probably gonna be too busy to be cleaning it every weekend model threes now are i mean this, this is not meant to be offensive to anyone that owns one they, they just are the new corolla it's just the, the bits are cheap and you can get the bits i, I do believe tesla have got their inventory of parts sorted out and i'm not saying there aren't people out there who have waited months to get their car fixed i know that those cases happen but look the bits are out there the bits are cheap the stuff that goes wrong is largely well known and they're not massively expensive you know it's like the battery packs aren't failing it's bits that are you know you can get and you can have a mechanic put on um and honestly they're just utility vehicles now and they're really really good ones by the way they're fantastic but if you are looking at a you know the used as we mentioned the used tax credit um on that i bloody 40 grand budget for what's going to be your first car that's mine was a fiat uno which you don't get probably uh but you know mine was a 1500 pound first car my next one was a fiat 500 so um Wow, you're going to get a great first car. I would look at something like that, that if you're moving into EV world and it's your first car, and I'm not saying you're going to crash it. I'm sure you're going to be a great driver, but it's it's going to get you through every situation. And if there is a problem, if you do ding it, you do dent it, you're going to repair it pretty cheaply. So I totally agree. Uh, my, my suggestion is Model 3 Performance. Here's why. Uh, you can oh. pick them up way less model three performance, way less than the $40,000 cap. Um, I'm a big fan of encouraging driving enthusiasts to learn driving. And so you need a car that you can at least, you know, build up to the capabilities of that car and with track mode and high performance driving events and driving schools that you can get into. This is a car that can satisfy that sports car need. And you can go to the track to autocrosses and push the limits, not on the street, 
but it's a car that isn't going to be limiting in your ability to learn to drive quickly if this person truly is into sports cars and performance driving. And so here, 12,500 miles for 35 grand. I mean, these are great cars for, you know, with unbelievable performance, good straight line acceleration, not scary, not dangerous, just enough to build up to enough to wake you up enough to make you think about driving, especially with all the ways you can tune the car in track mode. This this is a hundred percent my recommendation. If you crash it, parts are cheap. Bumpers are three hundred bucks. Who cares? Have some fun. And it's like you said, Martin. It's they're a Corolla. There's no emotional attachment needed here. You don't need to wash it every weekend. You can treat it like a car. Have fun. And uh, and it's safe if you do crash. So this is a hundred percent my recommendation. It's a lot of car, but I think it's important for people who want to drive fast to have a car that they need to build up to. Yeah, I'm kind of leaning uh, Tesla Model 3 performance as well. I, I pulled up this. Uh, I, so I, I've organized these by the mileage, lowest mileage, and I believe they're all capped at 40,000 or below. And there's, there's some great deals in here, like 35,000 miles, or $35,000 for a 16,000 mile 2020 Model 3 performance. So just... I wouldn't do that one because it was on the arrows, which means it's a stealth performance, which oh. means it doesn't have the big brakes. And Good if you're going to do track stuff, mm -hmm. get the bigger brakes. Right. So like this then. Mm, yeah, I can't tell if it's got the big right. brake or if it's on the 19-inch wheels. That one, that black one there certainly qualified. But then Thanks, I think someone changed the color of the wheels, which indicates maybe they were an enthusiast and drove it hard. Also means maybe it was taken care of. So these are all the things you got to think about. I would just try and find a really stock one and build from there. And and certainly the newer the year um, maybe not always the better actually in this category. Um, you do get a larger battery pack with the newer ones, which is useful. I think that came in 2020 or 2021. They put the big battery in it. Um, but also the suspension got a little bit softer. So thankfully there's still plenty of aftermarket upgrades. So if you spend under your budget, you can upgrade any bit, have some fun, feel the differences that different brake pad compounds can do that different suspension can do. And it's a fantastic chassis to learn on. This is the default answer for anyone wanting, you know, sort of, uh, you know, a reasonably priced uh, supercar, if you will. Right. Uh, right. Uh, below $40,000 and uh, pretty low miles. I, I, I don't see how you can really beat that in, in today's marketplace. All right. So uh, let's go on to the next one. Our last case comes to us from Steve. Hi, batteries included gurus. Hey, Steve. So my wife Gilda and I are looking to replace her 2009 Honda Civic Hybrid by about March or April 2024. She would like a new all-wheel drive EV or PHEV, that's plug-in hybrid electric vehicle, between thirty dollars and $40,000 after the $7,500 federal incentive. She would also like it to be small, like a subcompact or compact SUV slash CUV, like a Volvo EX30 all-wheel drive, a Tucson PHEV, Ionic 5 all-wheel drive, Polestar 2 all-wheel drive, or maybe a Tesla Model 3 all-wheel drive. Honda Prologue slash Blazer EV is too big and expensive. We live in southeast Pennsylvania with snow, ice, about four, eight days a year. They have a two-car garage with just an amazing amount of power, 100 amp service, 240 volts. Her annual daily mileage pattern is uh, one to two days a year, over 300 miles, then 10 to 20 days a year, 75 to 150 miles, remaining 300 days, uh, 300 plus days, 25 miles or less. Currently have a 
2019 Bolt LT they'll be keeping and a 2012 Subaru Impreza they will sell. Uh, and the 2009 Civic Hybrid with 165,000 miles that we will trade in or sell. Is it possible to get that $7,500 lease bonus if the manufacturer does not offer it? Uh, for example, via third-party lease. Thanks, Steve. Um, so, Martin, uh, this is a little bit of an odd one. So she mentioned, like off the top of your head, I would think like Volvo EX30, right? Yeah, but that, doesn't, that, that doesn't come till summer. So that's right. That's the problem. Wait, or get an, get an well, EX. They've kept their car for twelve years. Just yeah, wait another yeah. couple of months. That's true. If you really want that car, get an order in right now for it. Or um, take up Volvo on their, I believe they're doing it in the US. They're doing this, have an, have an XC40 or a C40. And when your EX30 is ready, uh, we'll swap you out and we'll just cancel your, your lease deal. And they'll finish the lease deal early. Um, I think they're doing that, aren't they? So yeah, do that. Yep. Absolutely. And all, yep. actually, Actually, for our first case, the seats in the Volvos are brilliant, by the way. Should have mentioned that. Um, they're great seats um, in those two cars. So, yes, uh, have a look online at Volvo USA. Uh, I've not done that in a few weeks, weeks, but when I did last look, it was saying, we'll lease you, and that includes um, uh, everything you need. We'll lease you the XC40 or C40, and then when your EX30 is ready, uh, whether it's, I think the minimum was like three or four months on the lease, but any time after that, it was can they'll cancel it and get you in your new EX30. Do that. That's the play. Do it, do it, do it. Because hmm. the EX30 is Totally brilliant. agree. Get out of the Honda thing. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I, I'm a big fan, especially if it's your daily driver. It has to be safe. Car technology, active safety systems, passive safety systems have come so long that, yeah, yeah, a lot of people say it's prudent to keep their car for as long as possible. I think keep up with the times. You can't put a price on safety. So go for a new Volvo uh, lease. You can do XC40 or C40 or even try one of the plug-in hybrids. Get like XC60 plug-in and lease one of those and see what you think. The new plug-in hybrid Volvo stuff even have one pedal driving and some really nice functions that are okay. Um, I think it's kind of weak on the PHEV system, only three kilowatt onboard charger, but you're only going to have it for a few months. And then, you know, deal with that and say, okay, do you either at that point say, I want to keep the XC40 or XC60, or do you want to take up Volvo on your reservation for your EX30? And if you don't want your EX30, I'm sure Volvo would say, just keep in that car till the end of your lease. I think that's probably the way to go here. I'm looking at trying to think of other all-wheel drive, you know, cars that you can buy new for under 40, and it's a pretty short list, right? I, that I are electric, yes. Right, right. I mean, ID4 isn't even in there, is it? Mm, ID4 all-wheel drives over 40. Right. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I would. I would say just go yeah, ID4 two-wheel drive, but no. Yes, you must, they want all-wheel drive. Of, yeah. The thing is, they're buying a car every 12 years. The sure. extra few grand you spend today, you won't remember it. Just get the right car because you're going to have it for a long time. So really shop around, spend as much time as you can, because if you truly do keep cars this long, it's so important that you choose correctly now because you're going to have to live with it for 10 years. Yeah. Right. So get something like the Volvo with Android, get a Tesla that has update. Think about the updates as well, because an EV in five years time will feel totally different when that software gets updated. 
And yeah. so steer away from anything that has outdated software like the Korean cars. Uh, Volkswagen. All, yeah, which is all fine. But stick to something that either runs Android natively or a Tesla where you know in five years' time it's going to be a wildly different experience. If you're going to have this car for a long time, you want it to get better over time. Yeah, because stuff that's fine today is really going to suck 10 years from now. So she wanted a new, yes, it has to be a new, because I was look, looking online and I couldn't really find, a, I found some nice, oh, I did find this for $40,000. Let me just bring this up real quick. Because uh, you did mention Hyundai and Ionic 5. I did find this really nice looking Ionic 5 with five miles on it. But the thing is that it is, oh, this is new. Okay. It's it new. The, the problem is, Dom, it feels outdated now. Yeah, I wouldn't buy this long term. No really? offense to anyone that owns one, um, and that you know, you know that I'm getting out of my Kona and working out what to get into next. And I and I thought, great, Arnic Five is great. It's less than thirty grand now for the big battery, ultimate spec, top trim, uh, V2L, all good. And I thought, I've just spent the last twelve months with this exact same software, and I know it, they've skinned it differently, but it's the same. And I'm like, no, no, not doing it. And I'm only going to keep this for a year. And, uh, and even then, I've discounted it. No, but just because it feels... There's nothing wrong with it. It just feels outdated already. Right. It's just like it's such a screaming deal. Well, I think they're probably including the $7,500 federal tax credit. Probably, yeah. The state yeah. credit. It's that not a be. discount. There's no uh, way yeah. they're knocking off a new car. You're keeping this car much. for a long time. It's got to sure. get better. It's got to get better over time. Very good points, gentlemen. Yeah, so uh, updates, EX30 sounds like the move. I would just do the Volvo thing. Volvos are known to last, proven reliability, great dealer service experience. That's that's the move. And also, you said in your, you want this sort of SUV-ish, crossover-ish, but then you right. mentioned Model 3 um, in, in your list, which not right. Model Y. But so so look at the Polestar, because depreciate. I think depreciation has hit Polestar really hard, because um, people that love them love them, and the people that don't know about them aren't buying them. And so... Uh, I've seen the used values here at least really fall. And again, that operate that that Android system is going to get better over time. They're always going to be adding new charging functions as Nax comes along. Google are going to sort all that out as well. So have a look at if if you don't want you don't want an SUV and sitting high. Look at Polestar. You get a cracking deal. I think yeah, and I think a lot of them it. are yeah, a lot of them are ex rental cars here um, because they ordered so many of them and it sounds like it actually isn't working out that great at first glance. So right. like Max, my colleague bought an X rental Polestar two for, you know, $30,000 less with only five or 6,000 miles on it. And so like, that was really great. And so like how much damage could you do to a battery in a year? Really not that much. And so, yeah, I want to plug in my scanner to his stuff and see what it's got. But I honestly, I think you just go, go lease an XC 40, uh, electric or a uh, XC60 uh, plug-in hybrid. Go live with that and then wait for your EX30 to come in. That sounds like the perfect car. Yeah, I have to agree. And yeah, she says, she didn't say used anywhere. I think, I think they want to have a, a new car basically and then keep it for a long time. So yeah, the, the Polestar 2 might not work at that point. But there's some good deals that used. Like if I found one around, uh, I will drive around $30,000 used. But I don't know. All right. So I guess that kind of brings us to the end of our show. 
Sounds good. All right, thanks very much for joining us. It's been great having you all here. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, you can leave them below or get in touch with us on the social media platform of your choice. Uh, don't forget, if you like the show, please give us a thumbs up, uh, tap that bell icon for notifications, and uh, we'll see you all again very soon. Ciao.